Motherboard, proudly brought to you by Loopy Lou, Lidl's award-winning baby range. Stay tuned for your exclusive offer from Lidl. Hello, I'm Avril Flynn and you're very welcome to the Motherboard podcast. This podcast series features real parents talking about the beautiful but often hard work of raising children in Ireland today. Joining me in studio is the wonderful Fiona Carroll from Sleepy Lambs. Fiona's a a sleep consultant and I actually hired Fiona myself and that's why I was dying to get her on the podcast. Um, Anyone that knows me knows that I went through a bit of a very horrendous time with my son Felix and basically we were getting pretty much no sleep and it was really, really challenging and a friend of mine suggested Fiona and I actually hired Fiona and she has literally revolutionised our entire lives, to be honest. So I I really want to share Fiona's experience and advice um, because I know at at kind of any stage, parents struggle with their kids' sleep. So Fiona, you are so, so welcome. Also important to say for our lovely listeners that Lidl is giving um, 20% off their award-winning Loopy Loo baby range. All you have to do is visit familyfriendlyhq.ie forward slash motherboard to redeem your coupon. T's and C's do apply and remember this offer is limited so redeem yours before it runs out. So Fiona, you're a mum of two yourself, uh, a little boy and a little girl. Mm -hmm. And the first thing is, how did you get into being a sleep consultant or what is a sleep consultant? Yeah, hi Avril. Thank you very much for the lovely intro. It was um, so amazing to to work with you guys and, and Felix. I have to say, it was just uh, it was such a pleasure to be able to support you guys for so long. And I'm so happy you're out the other end, which Absolutely. is it makes my job just so wonderful. This is why why I do it. So thank you for that for the lovely intro. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, as you said, I, I'm I'm uh, what is a sleep consultant? Um, you know what? I never tire of telling people what I do because people's reactions are, are you know, they're they're quite funny, in fact, you know, they're kind of, you know, what? What do you do? You have babies go to sleep and, you know, how does that work and all the rest of it. So what what I do really is that I, I in a nutshell, I, I help families and their little ones. Um, well, I help their little ones, I suppose, and education support the parents to help their little ones sleep better. And if your little one sleeps better, you sleep better and everyone's just better. <laughs> and that's it, isn't it? I yeah. mean, sleep is, I have to say, I didn't realise how, what an obsession it is when you have kids. Mm. It mm. becomes the the kind of the way that anything is measured in what quality you had, whether you got any sleep, if the baby's sleeping and also how we describe babies. Is it a good baby, which is mm-hmm. a, a phrase I hate. Oh, I know. Um, but I have to say, I felt really under the clash when I had Felix. I kind of expected that, yes, we would go through some challenging times, but I thought at some point we would get it together. And I know by the time that you came into our lives, things were, I mean, he was like eight, mo- like eight months old mm-hmm. and he ha- like we, he was waking up maybe 15, 16 times. But I know the reason that you got into it was that with your son, mm-hmm. you had some issues. Yeah, absolutely. So like that again, you know, I'm a mum of two. My my daughter Cara is uh, three and my son Aiden is now nearly two. And um, when my daughter was, was, was great, I mean, again, you like that when you become a parent, you're always just obsessed with sleep. And I think it's just the number one conversation you'd have in playgrounds, just parents chatting is to parents. Is, is the baby sleeping? The, oh, the first question you get, you know, is she good or he good? Which I, it, I'm the same now with that. <laughs> no, they're terrible. Two week old baby, you know. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> 
uh, and also are they sleeping so um, it's the number one topic of com- conversation and like that my daughter wasn't too bad at all now uh, we, you know we, we went through you know a couple of little things but overall she was great and then my son um, was a completely different story so he really gave us a, mo- a run for our money and um, he he had reflux now which was obviously awful so for any parents out there that are, have a baby um, with reflux or silent reflux or anything like that colic even you know it's really really hard to to manage but also it affects sleep massively so um However, once we got the reflux under control, he went from waking every hour to every two hours, which, you know, was a massive, you know, improvement. But at the time, I still knew we could do better. (laughs) And I mean, that is still like, you know, every two hours, Mm. you're going to be soothing them for maybe half an hour Mm -hmm. so your actual quality of sleep is little or none at that stage absolutely and sure Avril you've been through yourself Mm -hmm. I you know I remember being in Dunn stores in Stevens Green one time with my mum in the homeware section literally bawling my eyes out um just you know you get up in the morning you just get on with your day but mentally, you know, it's just really, really hard when you're when you're you know sleep deprived for 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 a long period of time, and it's cumulative as well. I mean, you yeah. can survive for. I thought because I've spent my life kind of working nights, I kind of thought <clears throat> I would be fine, but eventually, it really does catch up on you. And I think yeah. as well for any kind of mums and dads listening you really feel like you're failing. Like you really Mm -hmm. feel like why is every other baby in the world able to do this and mine isn't? What am I doing wrong? And you must see that in your work that it it really does affect parents' mental health. Oh, that's the one major thing that kind of almost saddens me in a way that, you know, we're doing our best as parents with everything, whether you're a first-time parent or a first-time parent to two children, a first-time parent to three children, whatever the case may be, you're getting used to your new norm. And I feel like as much as people are trying to help you, um, there's just a lot of opinions out there. And, and um, mixed opinions yeah, as well. Oh, it's like, try this, try that. Exactly. Completely conflicting opinions, whether that be from family or friends or online. Um, the main conversation I have with parents when I actually meet them or speak to them on the phone or or meet them at events is I know I shouldn't be doing this because I know I shouldn't be doing this because um you know I'm going to create bad habits or I know it's my fault that they're not sleeping well I know you know that is just you know that really saddens me because it is true we do blame ourselves for our babies not sleeping you know um and we have enough going on in our lives to be you know putting that pressure on ourselves the fact of the matter is that that parents need to know that sleeping just like walking and talking and crawling and um all the amazing developmental milestones that babies and children go through sleeping is a learned behavior as well and you know they, we don't come out babies don't come out of the womb knowing how to sleep they're in the womb for nine months sleeping when they want eating when they want in darkness um, motion constantly constant noise um, and then they come out and they're expected to be on this routine almost kind of you know what, what I have to eat every three hours what are we talking about you know that way so it's really just about knowing that you know and, and ensuring that your expectations are are real you know that knowing that you know there you know babies do need to be 
you know, basically um, taught helped, yeah. and helped and encouraged how to sleep. And it's not just a natural thing, you know, to, to, to come about. And I mean, I think like that when you said that when we met initially, that was kind of revolutionary to me because that made so much sense that it's not that I'm failing or that Felix was doing anything wrong, but that literally he needed help. <clears throat> and that to me, that kind of changed the whole, the whole kind of lexicon for me because I was like, mm-hmm. okay, we can do this. And what I loved about your advice is that you were always so supportive, but it was never judgmental. I never felt like you were like, oh, bad parents. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the main, um, again, like that, we're under so much pressure anyway as parents and we have so much going on on a normal day. And me, my one of my major... Um, you know, ways to kind of support parents is is education rather than me saying to you as a parent, you have to do this and do that and do this. And if you don't do this, you're, you're not going to, you know, your child isn't going to sleep. That's not how it works. It's really about educating and, and supporting. So knowledge is power for parents. So if you know more about, say, the science behind sleep and the reason why your baby may have a good night or a bad night or a good day or a bad day. And what behaviours encourage sleep and what behaviours discourage Good quality sleep. Exactly, exactly. So what are the what are the things when you kind of step in? So just to kind of explain to people, how do mm-hmm. you consult with people? So somebody hires you and then what's the next step for them? So uh, if someone hires me, what we do is I would ask them to basically give me more information. So fill out a questionnaire and um, and then there's a, an app that we use as well. And um, it's and just... How, how does that work? So... Um, as in, how does the app work? Is it? Yeah, so like, so the parents have an app and then you review that. So they basically oh, yes. store and what kind of information is put into the app? Sure. So the information that I would need for the questionnaire and the app would be, well, the, the questionnaire is just to gain further information about your little one and their daily routine and the type of temperament they have, any potential medical issues, underlying medical issues. Um, it's all very, very important. Um, with the app, I would, I, I want to see information about, again, just your daily routine. Um, again, it's really good for me to see kind of what activities you're doing, naps, nutrition, um, like that, you know, I take into consideration any any other siblings, for example, sibling runs, the temperament of the baba, like I mentioned before, your parenting preference, whether you're breastfed, bottle fed, or whether or not, you know, you're, you're, um, you're the baby's sharing with the sibling or sleeping on their own. Um, so there's loads of different aspects. I look at the whole picture and it's not just one or two things because the, the reason reason for it is finding the root cause of the problem. That is the most that is the most important. Like you said, um, Avril, you have people telling you, you know, try this, try that. And we go out and we spend so much money on all this paraphernalia and, yeah. and every blackout <laughs> blind in the world. Absolutely. And, and just, you know, every like, oh, oh, this this will help your baby sleep. This will help your baby sleep. And the fact of the matter is that a lot of these things would just blanket or pla- put a plaster on the issue. But it's um, not actually getting to the root cause at exactly, all. Exactly, exactly. So it's about finding the root cause. And the only way I can get to the, and see to the root cause is to, just, just to get that little bit more information. Now, it would, it would, you know, it's only for a couple of days. I don't need to, you know, see weeks and weeks of this information. Um, but that's really how I can just get further info on your daily routine. Again, it's not about telling parents, oh, you're doing that wrong and you should be doing this. That's not what it's about. It's about me being able to see a fuller picture and being able to get to the root cause of the problem and then offer, you know, suggestions to make, you know, um, a few tweaks in your routine. Um, from there, um, I offer different support packages. Um, so three, four or six weeks. 
So from there, what I would do is I would, um, for the time that we're working together, it's daily, daily support. Any questions that you have, you can contact me. I will get back to you, obviously, ASAP. Um, and I will also put up a personalised sleep plan because every bab is different and it's not a one size fits all. And your lifestyle is completely different to somebody else's lifestyle. And that's the key, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's about tweaking mm-hmm. the life, you know, the mm-hmm. the little bits in everybody's individual life. But Absolutely. you can't just use, you know, use the plan that you use for Felix for every other kid and each child at every different stage needs different amounts of sleep yes absolutely every child is different every um, again very much dependent on a baby's temperament that they're born with you know there's nothing we can do about that and they have their little personalities and their little temperament which is so wonderful so again it's about it is about building a plan that suits you again I don't want to be turning around and saying to you please you have to do this and that just doesn't suit you know your 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 lifestyle for example you know I take very much into account parents working hours and everything as well um, I also like to to try and work with as much with both parents so not only can they support each other and they everyone knows what's going on um but when you're so tired <laughs> it's yeah, hard to retain absolutely. information <laughs> and talk to me about how important nutrition is with regards quality of sleep yeah, nutrition is so important, as we know ourselves, even whether you're adults or not. Nutrition feeds into sleep, sleep feeds into nutrition. So it's all, you know, just, uh, you know, it all helps each other. But with babies in particular, obviously, the first six months of their lives, their, you know, sole um, source is milk. So, um you know, and, and, and it's funny then when we start weaning our, our, our children, they get nothing but the best. You know, mm-hmm. they eat every vegetable and fruit under the sun and protein and fish and all the rest of it galore. Um and then they go into toddlerhood and they become more fussy and all the leash is waffles, for example, you know. <laughs> so it's really just about, you know, managing everything through their different phases and different stages. The main, one of the main reasons why, you know, obviously there are guidelines as to when to start uh, weaning your baby and um, the guidelines here in Ireland are six months Um there's a, a massive reason why parents actually end up weaning their children or their babies prior to this time is because they believe that they will sleep better. Um, yeah, there's it, that whole thing is if you fill them up. Exactly, exactly. You know. Exactly, which is which is actually not the case. And, and sometimes food can actually have a negative impact on a baby's sleep. So, so you really think just, you're going to help and you're mm-hmm. actually making things worse. Potentially, potentially. It depends on, again, it depends on the baby. And it's really just knowing that and getting the correct advice um, from your GP or whatever the case may be. So if you are looking at weaning your baby early, just go and chat to your GP about it. Um, and make sure it's the right thing for your family. Ab- yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, there is no scientific evidence to back up the fact that if you if you feed or wean your baby earlier, they will sleep better. It, in, in fact, like I said, it could have the opposite effect if you're if you're because food again babies digestive systems are you know still developing and 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 you know food could potentially have a negative impact on your baby's sleep if you know if if not done correctly you know so just to be aware of that and one of the amazing things that I, I learned a lot from you but one of the mm-hmm. amazing thing is that sleep begets sleep which yes. I think you don't realize mm-hmm. when you're so tired when you're but actually getting the naps and that right actually makes them sleep better because I think one of the falsehoods that a lot of people could think is that okay if I keep them really really awake and active during the day then maybe they'll sleep better at night yeah and that's not the case not the case at all yeah exactly you're correct sleep 
sleep, breathe, sleep. And, um, you know, again, that's always a question, you know, should I be waking up my baby? Should I, in all the rest of it? You know, so you're always getting these conflicting reports. And, you know, the thing about it is, is that the more sleep your baby gets, the more sleep your baby wants. So, yes, there are absolutely times in the day where you need to be, you know, kind of, or your baby's going to be active and playful and all the rest of it. But you also need to factor in the naps. And, and like I said, it's not just about nighttime sleep. It's a whole picture. And it naps very, are just as important as nighttime sleep. Unfortunately, what happens is if you're not, if your baby's not getting enough sleep, for example, throughout their day for their age, what happens is they become overtired. And then, um, as I said, what happens is cortisol kicks in. So they can't, the so they're stressed out and basically exactly. they We're, want to sleep, but they but actually they cannot. cannot. Exactly, exactly. So it's really difficult. So it's trying to ensure that we, you know, again, I work with you and parents to try and, and get that right amount of sleep for your baby's age. And then another <clears throat> thing which I found amazing as well was the kind of association with actual playtime and that when you, when you have what, what you refer to as a wake window. Yes, that's So right, that's yeah. basically the time that a baby or a child sleep is awake between their periods of sleep. Mm-hmm. That actually is key as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and this this goes to back to the whole kind of sleep science side of it. And um children and babies and up to a certain um, point even when even when they're not having any naps um when when they may uh, toddlers may drop their naps you know at whatever age it can go anywhere freely from two to four or even five sometimes but yeah basically we we all have kind of times where we can be awake and then we need to be sleeping um after a certain period of time where again where we don't become overtired so it's getting that like I used to say to you as well that sweet spot moment so it's all age the, dependent the right the right, the right time tired. Exactly. Yeah. So it's about noticing and knowing tired signs. We all know our baby's tired signs, of course, rubbing the eyes, losing concentration, maybe getting a little bit um, agitated, maybe getting a little bit uh, whingy, for example, you know. But usually when babas hit that stage, they're actually already overtired. So it's really just knowing knowing the tired signs, but also knowing just that right period of time to get your baby down for his, either his or her next nap or his or her bedtime to try and, and stop that overtiredness from happening. So that's really important. And yeah. that, I mean, I found that to be kind of revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we went from, I, ju- I suppose when you are actually so tired, you just don't know what to do. No. Um, and one of the things when when we spoke initially, initially was I was not willing to also do the cry it out thing. I'm a total marshmallow. I just, I couldn't, particularly because Felix had had bad colic and had cried a lot. And you totally put my mind at ease and said, we're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. And it literally was just getting into a really, really good routine and then being consistent. Mm -hmm. And literally, it just all changed. Mm -hmm. Did you find that with Aidan? That's what happened with you as well? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, I think, one of the preconceptions of a sleep consultant um, is the fact that the first thing you know we're going to say is just put your baby in their cot and leave close them there the door, and close and the door and never yeah. see them until 7 o'clock the next morning you know which is obviously not the case I would not be able to do that so I wouldn't expect anyone else to do that um, so absolutely that's not what it's about it is very focused on on, on the science behind sleep obviously getting into a really good teen, routine um, babies thrive on routine uh, it helps so much for their mental and physical development Um it's familiar to them, it's safe to them, you know, they know what's coming next and they respond really well to it. So we know ourselves even when, you know, even though we love the downtime, um, when we're 
out of routine for a couple of weeks, all we can think about is getting back into routine again, you know, that way, because it's just, we, we just kind of, as humans, we just kind of work better that way. It doesn't need to be, you know, precise every single day because, you know, life gets in the way. But yeah, absolutely. It's really important to, 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 to get into a good routine from that rather than just blanketing an issue by saying, just let your baby cry. That's not how it works at all. And like that, again, it's about educating parents on that and, and, and the science behind sleep. Emotional wellness for the whole family is so important as well. Again, for you, for Baba, change can be difficult, you know, for anyone. And again, even with a few just tweaks in your daily routine, um, you know, dependent on the temperament of your baby as well. Um, that's all taken into account. I just want, I don't want anyone to be more stressed out than they already are and more, you know, um, tired than they already are. Yes, effort needs to be put in for sure, but it's just really important. And that's why I suppose the daily support and everything with the families is so important as well. You know, And I suppose that when people come to you, they tend to be kind of at the end of their tether. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't come when everything's going right. Things exactly. have obviously gotten <clears throat> quite wrong for them to, to come to you. Exactly. Um, and that is the amazing thing, though, about the kind of the different sleep times that children require at different stages and I don't think people are aware of that that it changes yeah for example a newborn sleep requirements are totally different to a four or five month old Mm -hmm. yeah no absolutely sleep changes with age of course um you know, obviously a, a newborn baby, they're spending all the time in the tummy, you know, sleeping, you know, hours and And they don't and know the difference hours. between night and day. You know, it's, exactly. as you said, they've been in a cocooned in a dark, constantly moving environment. Absolutely. So babies, babies are born and, and we all, we, we call it the, fir- the, the fourth trimester as such. So a baby's newborn, you know, and, and they're getting used to their new environment. You are getting used to your new environment. And, 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 and as you said, Avril, babies are, are not born with the circadian rhythm, which is basically an in, your internal body clock. We're not born with that. So it takes about three or four months to develop. Um, there are certainly different things that we can do to encourage and help the circadian rhythm. Uh, if you're a breastfeeding mom, for example, melatonin, which is the sleep-inducing hormone, which we all need for sleeping, um, that is comes um, via mom's breast milk. Um, but if you're formula feeding, then there are certain things that you can do, which we would have discussed as well. Like, um, you know, before having a good pre-nap and bedtime routine, having a good sleep uh, routine pre, um, pre-sleep pre is really important. So like that, you can encourage... And also just being really consistent. Being consistent is completely key. Being confident and consistent is key because um, what happens is, again, we've all done it. I've done it myself. Is that you'll get to, you'll do anything you will, for that, your baby to sleep, yeah. you know. Absolutely. Like stand on your head and recite the alphabet backwards. Whatever it takes, exactly. Um, yeah. That's the end of part one. But don't go anywhere because in part two, we'll be discussing how to prepare for the sleep chaos if you can. Mm-hmm. And Fiona is going to share some of her best advice that she has ever received. Motherboard, proudly brought to you by Loopy Lou, Lidl's award-winning baby range. In this episode, Lidl are giving Motherboard listeners an exclusive offer. You will get 20% off the entire Loopy Lou baby range. All you have to do is visit familyfriendlyhq.ie forward slash motherboard to redeem your coupon. T's and C's do apply and remember this offer is limited, so redeem yours before it runs out. Welcome back to part two of the Motherboard podcast. I have the amazing Fiona Caroline, who's a sleep consultant. And Fiona, before the break, we were talking about, um, you know, the different times the kids 
need to sleep. What One of the things that we touched on but didn't go into in detail is that it changes with depending on the child's age. So at, at newborn stage, they need a huge amount of sleep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Um, all our sleep needs change from the minute we're born, obviously, up until adulthood. So uh, a newborn, as you said, as we know, they just sleep around the clock and then they That's feed. when you think you're lulled into a full sense of security. Oh, big time. Right, that you've, yeah. you've won the baby <laughs> lotto and got that magic baby that does nothing but sleep. Absolutely, yes. My two-week-old sleeps 12 hours through a night with no feeds, exactly. And then and then the reality hits. But yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you know, a, a, a newborn baby can sleep anywhere up to 19 hours a day. Um and and again, depending on the baby, could be less, could be more. But um, as opposed to say a one year old, their sleep needs they can definitely you know they can they can work off essentially less sleep, but it's still really important. Um, so one year old would be what we would be aiming for is about thirteen to fourteen hours uh, a day uh, sleep. I always try and aim for the, the higher amount to be honest with you because like we talked about earlier on sleep breathe sleep and the more sleep you get and you know at the, at the end of the day the more sleep you get as we know um, the better we feel there's so the many happier benefits you are oh yeah <laughs> absolutely you know the sleep has has so many benefits and that goes for your babies too you know it's never too early to get into good uh, into a good sleeping routine with your baby Um Babies need sleep, you know, just like adults do. Um, you know, n- numerous benefits of sleep, obviously, um, and and ensuring that you're getting a, go- a a good, consistent sleep as well, um, is really important too. And again, age dependent, you know, so it's okay to for for a baba, to, you know, to be waking so up to ru- feed in the so middle the of the night. So the routine that you would have <coughs> with a six month old is quite different to mm-hmm. the routine that you would have with your one year old. And I think that's yeah. one of the things that parents don't realize that you can have a thing, which was a new word to me, which was a sleep regression. So yeah. you you can have be in a great routine and everything's going well and then all of a sudden you hit a developmental milestone mm-hmm. and things go out the window why mm-hmm. does that happen so that's you're completely right there uh, you know in the first few years of our baba's lives they go through so many things and it's such an exciting time and it's so amazing to to see it and to help and and, and be there and, and everything for them but unfortunately these developmental milestones do have a massive impact on sleep and again it depends on your baby it depends on your child um and it depends on the milestone as well how much it affects sleep um <clears throat> so by milestones we're talking about when they learn to crawl when right. they learn to walk yes the lovely teething that yes. is such fun for everyone involved it's, and teething can happen literally from you know the minute they're born till they're three <laughs> so again it's it's about you know if you're looking at reviewing your baba's sleep you know things like this you wouldn't necessarily not go ahead with it just because your baba's teething because like that again they, they, they're just teething all the time essentially you know so again it's just about working through it and managing it the the thing to know about like you know the, the developmental milestone side of it and, and how it causes sleep regressions is to know that it is only for a certain period of time. Yes, it could last up to six weeks, sometimes even more, again, dependent on your baby. Um, so it is hard, absolutely. We went through one recently enough with my son as well, who was a perfect sleeper and he turned into this not perfect sleeper and I was like, what's going on? Now, my husband, I still blame him to this day because he said to me one day, I don't think we'll ever have to worry about Aiden sleep anymore. <gasps> and I said, "Take that no, back! Take don't that back!" Say <laughs> and literally yeah. from that night, you cursed us. Yeah. So it's really yeah. <laughs> that's the whole thing. It was very so. We, to this day, he never li- lives it down. But um, it's really just to know that they will 
they will end. It's it is just a phase, um, but it's about working through it and, and managing it at the same time, you know. And I suppose that's the thing to, to kind of tell parents because when you're in the eye of the storm, it is so mm-hmm. difficult to think: Will we ever survive this? Exactly. So, if you were advising parents, then what would be your top three tips for improving quality of sleep? In, in their kids. Sure. I would say my top tips would be, um, well, A, like I mentioned before, there's a lot of advice out there. So I'd, I'd say kind of block out the white noise, you know, as much as possible. Everyone is trying to help and we appreciate that, obviously. But like that, you know, we, we have so much going on and whatever works for you and your family at that point, just that's fine, you know, and just and just try and continue with that as best you can. Um. When your baby is at an age where you can start getting into more of a routine, so say four to six months, it's a really good idea to start doing that. And like I said earlier on, babies thrive on routines. So basically get the basics right Mm -hmm. early on. Yeah, absolutely. And I said it doesn't have to be an exact science, but it's never too early to get into a good routine like that. Rather than second guessing every day, okay, we'll we'll meet for coffee tomorrow, for example, but I have to wait and see what time my baba naps at before we can organise a time. Whereas when you're in a state where you know when exactly what time your baby's going to be sleeping at during the day, what time they're going to be going to bed and what time they're going to be having their lunch and all the rest of it. You can plan your day around it and it's actually freeing, um, you know, to be able to yeah, do that. Yeah, it's totally liberating because literally mm. when you have a really good routine, yeah. you know where you're, what you're doing as opposed mm-hmm. to constantly trying to squeeze Second things yes. in, mm-hmm. unknowing, you know, and that's actually messing stuff up, Absolutely. isn't it? Yeah, and it's really hard, like that second guessing everything. So it's again, just having that knowledge and having that awareness and, and being able to work around that um, being able to work around your schedule is great again having a, a really good pre-sleep routine giving your baby a chance to wind down before naps before bedtime so by is that so important. N- like turning off screens exactly dimming lights yes exactly correct so that they that get that melatonin going and so that they recognise okay this is quiet time now before exactly. so it's not that battle Exactly. They get their body will come to know and love this time. And it's such a lovely time for parents and babas as well to spend because, again, bedtime, depending on the age and, and it can go from babyhood like to toddlerhood, it can be a really stressful mm. time sometimes and, and parents can sometimes dread it um, and you don't want to dread that time. So it's really just giving you and your baby a time to to, 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 to have that downtime before bed um, where your baby will start, its, you know, his or her body will start, um, you know, preparing itself for sleep. Um, I think my third top tip would be just, you know, ask for help. Um, yeah, if, help you are, out if, there. if you are struggling to actually if you are seek struggling, out. Exactly. You, you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to suffer alone. You don't have to be completely sleep deprived because you're a parent. Yes, there's of course going to be a reduction of sleep. Um, that's natural. But you don't have to be completely sleep deprived where you can't actually function and it's starting to affect relationships. That doesn't have to happen. So there is sleep out there or there is sleep help out there as such, you know, and, and it's okay to ask for help. And that's the amazing thing. Like, I have to say, you don't realise until you've come out the other end of it just how tired that you get. Mm -hmm. Like, it is absolutely crazy. And I don't think there's a relationship that can actually withstand sleep deprivation for long periods. Like, it really does affect things. You're like, well, certainly, um, we were at each other's throats. Mm. And it was just because we were absolutely knackered. And it was just like past the non-sleeping baby between us and trying to get... 20 winks here and 40 winks there and it just is unsustainable. 
Absolutely. No, it's, it is completely un, uh, unsustainable. You know, if, uh, sleep and, and, and sleep deprivation affects your mental health so much. And it makes you, you know, it does, like, you know, it, it, you know, it makes you um, just, you know, you have no concentration, you have no motivation. Um, you know, with babies, it's the same. It, it, they have less of a concentration and, and they, they're not able to retain as much information when they're not sleeping as well as they should be. Um, but like grown-ups, they're mm. just really cranky. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, when, yeah. when babies are tired, they mm-hmm. are just not in great form. Yeah. And and this whole thing, and this is one thing that is always fed back to me again with working with families as well as at the end of our at the end of our support is that um they've seen a difference in their baby. They're much happier when they wake up in the mornings. They're not waking up cranky, um, you know, or from their naps and or or nighttime. Because again, like that, if a baba isn't getting enough sleep, just like us, we will wake up um we will wake up cranky um, and then just the day will just continue and then, you know, it's just kind of this just forever, this same vicious circle, you know. So it's really, it's it's amazing to hear the difference when, I said, when your baba is getting enough sleep, like us, we're just happier. And you know? I mean, that's the thing. And just to explain to people at home how crazy it got in my house, Felix was waking up a, on a good night, maybe seven times a night. On a bad night, he could be up about 16 times. So I was surviving on kind of five to 10 minutes amount of sleep over a full night I'd maybe get an hour and that went on for months and now he wakes up once for five minutes for a feed and he goes down for every nap like it it has been revolutionary (laughs) it really has and I I mean that's what I want to kind of give people hope it's like I get it I know how bad things are but with the right support things can just really really improve and you're right he is you know, babies are so much happier when they're not sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. Everyone's so much happier when they're not sleep deprived. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And what would you say? I mean, I know you said earlier that, you know, to get into good routines from the get go. Mm-hmm. But talking about that chaos that can arrive when a baby comes along, how would you advise people to kind of, I suppose, prepare for that? Yeah, I suppose, again, will, are you ever prepared, whether it be your first, second, <laughs> third, fourth, so. you know, yeah. you're never going to be prepared until you're actually in it. So I suppose just be kind to yourself and be easy on yourself and just realise that, you know, you're just figuring everything out and Baba's just figuring everything out. And and, and everybody's like learning. Exactly. Everybody's learning. So that would be kind of the first thing I would say. Um Again, like that, when you are in a position, you know, it's never too early to, to start good sleep practices um, with your baba. And, you know, like that, I, I, I had said earlier on, you know, that sleeping is a learned behaviour and it doesn't come naturally to us or, you know, or a little one. So like that, again, you know, you, you may have people saying to you, you know, oh, don't worry, they'll sleep when they're teenagers, you know, and I don't know about you, but I don't want to wait 13 years to sleep. No, definitely, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> exactly. So, so like that, again, it's never too early. So when you are in a position, again, just having that... Uh, when you are in a position where Baba is old enough, you know, again, it's all age appropriate, of course. Um, you know, between the four or six months, try and get into a good routine. Um, and what about the space that a baby sleeps in? Is is that important? Sleep environment is so important. So these are def- this, this is definitely one of the factors that I look at. And again, dependent on the age and, and where your baby's sleeping as well, you need to have a really healthy uh, sleep environment that's conducive for sleeping. So like that again, like I mentioned earlier, we go out and we get all these things that could potentially help our Baba's sleep. But for example, you know, there are things like... Um, um, plug in, for example, uh, white noise machines with fla- flashing lights all over the ceiling, for example, that type of thing. You know, 
it all seems like a good idea at the time but the reality is that unfortunately babies get uh, overstimulated very 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 easily so you've gotten something that you think is helping but it exactly. could actually be creating part of the problem exactly so having like that when you're trying to have a um, you know a, a nice calming sleep environment to, to, to be able to promote sleep and then you have all these flashing lights all over the ceiling over the baba's you know head it, essentially yeah, it's not going to work it has the opposite effect exactly so it's just and again it's not this is just again just um uh, making parents aware of it you know it's not about saying you know you're doing this wrong or you're doing that wrong it's really just again just being able to offer that advice you know because there are so many things out there mm-hmm. that will apparently help babas to sleep but unfortunately sometimes they have the opposite effect you know so it's just really to be aware of that and and also yeah um, like that again you know a baba in the first three months doesn't have a circadian rhythm they can't differentiate between night and day so they're not just trying to be Bad. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's they're not just, their fault. Exactly. They're, 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 they're not like just, you know what, I'm just not going to sleep tonight. You know, when you hear this all the time, my baby sleeps all day and just is awake all night. You know, there is a reason for that. It's nature. So again, just be kind to yourself and just have have realistic expectations. You know, do, don't expect your baby to be sleeping 12 hours through at, at eight weeks or 12 weeks for that mm-hmm. matter. You know, you do have these odd babies that do sleep through at 12 weeks and that's amazing. Or, or parents lie. Because they like yeah. to, they like yeah, yeah, to yeah. pretend yeah, yeah, that exactly. they're... Stretch the truth. Stretch the truth a little bit. And yeah. one of the things that I found amazing that you taught us was to actually have playtime in the cot, which I would have always thought was the opposite to do. Like mm-hmm. that literally the bedroom should just be for sleeping in. And one of the things that you taught us was actually to make it a really nice place. Like, of course, it's very important um, that it's a, a calming environment. But when during the wake windows to actually play in the cot, can you yeah. explain the reasoning behind that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all need to love the place where we sleep. So um, having that time in the bedroom or the bed or the cot or whatever the case may be is really important away from sleep. Because like that, again, if you are in this vicious circle of having a really negative experience going so down for naps. So the minute they go into the room, they go nuts. Exactly. And you, and that's another challenge that I hear parents saying all the time, that the second they're even walking up the stairs or whatever the case may be, the baby starts crying because they know what's coming next. So it's really just trying to make sure that that is so trying to break a happy the association. Place. Yeah, we want to happy association with sleep. Sleeping is awesome, you know, and that's that's you know the reality of it. So we want to get help our babies have a really positive association with sleep. Yeah. And also to kind of de-escalate that stress factor so that you're not going in going, oh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I found like you literally dread the mm-hmm. evenings because you're like, okay, here we are for another two hours of trying to get you know them to sleep and it just turns into this vicious cycle absolutely and and babies pick up obviously they're so susceptible to our feelings as well you know that way so again like that it's about emotional wellness for the parents and for the babies and that's so important too and even but you know at the end of the day it's natural for parents to get stressed out so again it's not your fault your baby is 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 picking up but you know they, we they do just naturally pick up on, on that too so again it's about working through all of that to ensure that you're happy and you you don't have that, that, you know, that you're not stressed out during that time, nor is Baba stressed out during that time. Yeah. And for you, what was the best advice that you ever received? 
So yeah, this is yeah, this is a hard one. I'm like, oh my god, there's so much advice out there. Yeah. You just don't know what the best thing is. But it, it's not actually sleep related. But it's just actually, I I remember you know when I was going in to have my son a few days before, and uh, I was highly emotional, of course, and. Um, mom guilt galore as we all have um, I, my daughter was about one and a half at the time and I remember um, one of the, the people working in the coom said to me um, you know where is your other baby you know are they at home are they in crash and I said yeah in crash and she just said you know what don't be feeling guilty about being at home with the new baba and putting your daughter into crash continue to do that and don't feel guilty about it because she needs you to be at your best that's such a lovely thing to absolutely. say absolutely yeah. you know and, and having that time with the baby the new baby and every, you know is just is, it's just the way it's meant to be so actually it was so lovely because I was feeling that guilt and I just I actually, when she said that to me, I just went, oh my God, thank you so much. You know, so it was really nice to hear that. And that was definitely one that sticks in my mind for sure, yeah. And I think that's what you try and do for parents as well. It's actually to encourage and support as opposed to judging and making them feel bad. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's not what it's about. Like I said, I have been there myself. I know how hard it is. I know how draining it can be. So it's really just sharing my experience and expertise and being able to support and educate parents is the main thing and, and not to be pointing out, you know, or, or telling them that they did anything wrong because that's not the case Well, you know, all. I think you are literally amazing oh. and I would give you the Nobel <laughs> Peace Prize if I could because <laughs> you really did. You really revolutionised our entire life and we are so so grateful oh. so I want to thank you so much and thank you so much for joining me today Fiona like thanks for having me you really do but you're just you're such a calming and lovely influence and I really mm-hmm. want our listeners at home to know that and there is always hope which is lovely Absolutely. if anybody at home um, would like to avail of Fiona's amazing services we will have all of her details up on the Family Friendly HQ um, website and you can get her at Fiona Carol Sleep um, uh, so if you type that into your browser and also um, we'll have some really helpful tips up on the website as well about how to encourage good sleeping habits um, so lastly thank you all for listening we'd love if you'd like and su- subscribe to the Motherboard podcast we'll see you next time and don't forget to avail of that amazing Lidl offer Motherboard proudly brought to you by Lidl's Loopy Loo the new and extended baby range <laughs>